0: Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Cyber Church. You know, we are talking about ancient mysteries. I hope you've been enjoying this. I hope this is starting to open your understanding. Uh, The amazing thing is this. If we trust the Bible and if we make the Bible our source, our basis for for understanding, particularly understanding those things that happened in the ancient world, then the truth is, We'll never be confused and it'll, it'll, our faith will always be strong. And it's not just, it, this is not just a blind faith. It's just blind trust because what we find is, is year after year, decade after decade, it, it, it always comes out that things that science has said was wrong or that didn't happen the way the Bible says it. Decade after decade, we discover that no Science is wrong because it's not really science. You know, the Bible makes reference to so-called science. Well, so-called science is fake science. And fake science is where people start out with a theory and they start gathering information for the sake of proving their theory. And as one scientist says, one of the great mistakes that most uh, most of the world makes is to think that all scientists are actually scientific in the way they do research. That is not true. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an agenda to some degree. And a real scientist has to be willing to let go of all of their preconceived ideas and, let, and, and follow the information. Let the information speak for itself. You know, it doesn't matter if it's politics. It doesn't matter if it's church. It doesn't matter if it's science. It doesn't matter if it's how you're uh, handling your relationship with your spouse. When you start out with an opinion, your mind looks for and pretty much only recognizes those things that validate your opinion. Because remember, the key thing that the mind does is try to prove that you are right, by causing you to notice that which confirms your opinion and not see that which uh, would disagree with your opinion. Now, this is so important that we we understand the way science has affected us for so many decades. You know, uh, uh, Isaiah 53 and I know that Isaiah 53 is, is primarily talking about the report that God gives us about the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. But the real truth is this applies globally. This applies to everything about life, everything that's happening in the world. And Isaiah 53 starts out with, whose report will you believe? Now that's something that we actually have to, we just have to decide because remember, if we don't decide to trust God we will not see, our mind will not let us see things that confirm God's word. It will not let us see how God is moving in a situation. And we will always, we will always ultimately end up confirming, I think it's called confirmation bias. I could be remembering that wrong. But I think it's called confirming, uh, 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 or it is confirming that which we have already determined to believe. And so we don't see what would cause us to have to look harder. And we always see that which says that we are absolutely right. So many believers automatically default to science. They determine to trust science. They think that the Bible is not a scientific book. And they think that that a modern science is true and honest and has no agendas and that modern science has ways to prove all of the things that they stand up for. Well, I, I just want to tell you, and you know, I'm going to be doing a new series on creation, and we'll be talking about this, but every everything that we use to um, determine, for example, the age of fossils, the age of the earth, all of these things, all of that is flawed. All of that is pretty much... Left up to the opinion of the person doing the research, and but we assume that when they're doing carbon twelve or carbon fourteen uh, 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 dating or, or any of the other types of data we, we just assume that, that this is all proven and that it is all absolute, it is all fixed, and we can always trust it. Well, no, that is absolutely not the truth. We actually believe that scientists uh, and government that they are not as well as religion if you will, you will throw religion in there is not we actually believe they're not working on agenda we actually believe they're just seeking to bring forth the truth and and that will help the world well i got news for you there's nothing farther from the truth because of a false science almost all the governments of the world and all religion i'm not talking about faith i'm talking about all religion is always working an agenda it's always a manipulation and uh, and the world system which you know government and, and science and uh, is seeking to disprove God to deliberately undermine your confidence in God religion undermines your confidence in God and then offers you something that some intermediary has to uh, can bring to you, something that, that a man can bring to you that you can't connect with God, you know, without him. So really, everything in the world system, which includes science, which includes government, which, incu- which includes uh, uh, religion, everything that's in the world system is designed to undermine your confidence in God and make you feel that you have to trust some expert that's going to find the solutions and, you know, he'll find the answers for you. You know, we twist and ultimately reject God's account of everything. If some government agency or some scientific group or, or you know, some educational group or some religious group comes out and disagrees with the Bible, it is amazing how quickly uh, the, probably the great majority of believers will just cast away uh, what the Bible says. And, and of course, part of that is ignorance and part of it, part of it is just unbelief. You see, we don't do it be, and we don't reject the word of God because we have evidence. We do it because we intend to reject the evidence that we do have. You know, I was just talking to one of my grandsons just a few minutes ago. And we were, we were talking about evolution. There is not one single uh, fossil record that supports Darwin's theory of evolution. Not one. Yet, there are fossils that support the biblical account of creation, the biblical account of how all things come into being. Uh, but we will reject that just because somebody puts the word science in 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 front of the the statement that you know that they make. So so you know, we've already made up our mind that we're gonna reject any biblical evidence and and we're gonna reject the word of God, which really means that, that we're you know, that really we're just filled with unbelief. We don't trust God. We don't trust God's account. We do not believe his report. And we're immediately intimidated by anything that's called science. And we immediately feel foolish and and we feel like we're looked down on like a bunch of hicks if if we adhere to and follow what the Bible says. Well, here's an interesting thing you need to realize. We don't have to prove that the Bible is true if, you know, if, if some so-called scientist doesn't believe the Bible account of creation or or the creation of man or all of these, if they don't believe that, then they are the ones that are based or have the burden of proving what is true. And they have just never found anything that contradicts the Bible that, in fact, is actually true. But now, let me say this. I got to qualify all this. And that is that. You know, uh, Christianity or faith or the Word of God, actually the only time science and the Word of God conflict with each other is when either the person that's reading the Bible, they have a dogma, they have an agenda, and, and the way they interpret the Bible leads them to something that the Bible's not really saying. And by the same token, when scientists have a dogma, when they have a belief, when they have an agenda, and they interpret the scientific information in a way that the facts really don't state, those two arenas of what happens with people who believe the Bible and people who believe science, the conflicts come always when people are working agendas. Now, we're talking today about ancient alien theory, and... uh, You know, I can remember the very first time that uh, uh, a preacher tried to convince me that the Bible talked about aliens and that the Bible presented the case for aliens. And it was actually it was a youth pastor in the first church I ever attended. And, you know, I was kind of intrigued because I didn't know much about the Bible. I was kind of intrigued by what he had to say until I read it for myself. And I thought, you know, this this. Doesn't validate any theory of, of of alien life, and then later on, when I was in Bible college, there was a guy that, the guy that managed the bookstore where I was going to Bible college, he tried to convince me, and he showed me a book that that presented the idea of ancient aliens, and that the Bible, you know, presented the case for that. And both of these people, I'm not going to read this because this is slow reading, but both of these people. Primarily found it there. This theory on the book of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel talks about in a vision seeing some apparatus. Well, actually, they say it was an apparatus. Uh, I, I think Ezekiel used ancient terminology to describe something that he had no other way to describe. But it's where he starts talking about uh, the. Uh, uh, what many people say is an apparatus or a vehicle, and it talks about having a wheel within a wheel. And so, little by little, they go through and and, and try to say, okay, a wheel within a wheel. What is that? You know, well, that, that that's what a you know that's what a flying aircraft uses to you know to keep itself its attitude, you know, uh, the way it's supposed to be, and 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 for direction and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so they had a, all all of these kinds of things. Well, and then of course you know you got you got the people who who go into the, the pyramids and they look at ancient hieroglyphs. And so they see pictures in those hieroglyphs that they do not understand. And most of the time, the Bible very clearly explains what those pictures are. Uh, and, but yet, because people are ignorant of the Bible or don't trust the Bible, it's amazing. We're, we're willing to believe that aliens created the world. We're willing to believe that aliens created the human race. We're willing to believe that that, uh, that history that has been passed down orally for thousands of years by tribes and communities uh, all over the world that are in agreement with the story, uh, they're, they're going to reject it because it doesn't fit their paradigm. Yet, if it was something they wanted to prove scientifically, they would jump right on it and they would use the verification of the fact that some, you know, some place in, in Brazil or South America believes this, some place in, in Central America believes this, some place in China believes this, and some place in Egypt believes this. So evidently it's got to be true because we've got all of these cultures or civilizations around the world that believe it. Well, but they don't apply that. To to the Bible, you know there are around two hundred civilizations that have a record of a worldwide flood, but nobody looks at that and says, "Oh, well, you know what? Really, the way you know the the way the sediment." Uh, has settled in the earth and the different layers of, you know, of sediment and the way the, the, the way the fossils are preserved, all of that points to the fact that, this, that that these animals died instantaneously. They did not die over millions and millions of years. And so, so, so you've got the scientific proof and you've got the historical account, but they're not going to believe that because that would prove the Bible is true. When we accept the biblical Account of ancient uh, uh, phenomena, there is very little, if any, confusion, and the confusion usually comes about because of the fact that we really don't understand what the scriptures say. There may be there may be uh, discrepancies in the way we um, translate the Hebrew and and all that kind of stuff. Now, here's some here's some things that false science has rejected that has later. Proven that they were wrong and that, in fact, the Bible was right. But no, they will never admit that. You know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, doctors usually love people, care about people, want to get people well. They have a passion to help people. But Big Pharma is designed to create money. I get it. They're, you know, it's a, it's a business. It's about the bucks. It's not about health. It's not about people. It is about making money. And so it, it, it's amazing at the things that, that the medical community, the positions that they have taken uh, just in my lifetime, in the, you know, in the last 70 years, it's amazing at the positions, the medical positions that they have taken that, that eventually it turns out to be totally incorrect. And it turns out that what they were doing to treat people was in fact hurting them or making them worse. And so they... they they shift over to another position, but they never consider when they get dogmatic and when they want to insist that they're right and they got off, they never say, well, you know what? We've been wrong about so many things. Maybe we need to be open. No, we're right. We got to make a law that, that says that this is the way to do it. We've got to put anybody in jail that disagrees with us. You know, it's, it's just amazing at the, at the out of control egos that run the world. But here I, w- I want to just talk about some of the things. I- I'm just I-, I didn't I just kind of picked the first things that came to my mind. Did you know that? But science uh, rejected the account of the children of Israel actually crossing the Red Sea. Uh, that they, and matter of fact, what they did is they changed the whole narrative to say that that really the, God didn't cause the water to part. Uh, that, that actually they crossed over in. Uh, at the Sea of Reeds, and it was only about 18 inches deep. Uh, I remember a preacher friend of mine, when I, when I first got saved, he said, "He said, when somebody told him that, he said, well, it's still a miracle. He said, how did God drown all of Pharaoh's army and all of his horses and chariots in 18 inches of water? That's a pretty big miracle. Well, actually... W- the reason, again, the reason, we, the reason we didn't ever get the facts that we needed is because they insisted that it could not have happened. So instead of looking at the place that the Bible says they crossed, they actually kept going to the Sea of Reeds and other places. And, and the truth is, so they'd come back and say, it, it never happened. This is a myth. It never happened. We don't have any evidence. Well, when they started looking at the place where the Bible said they crossed, amazing they started finding all kind of evidence that it in fact happened in that place and it happened the way the bible explained it another really interesting uh event that was denied you know for centuries was uh when 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 moses uh gave them water from the rock and again that science insisted that never happened there was no proof of that anywhere in the world well amazingly not too long ago, they began to actually look at the place where the Bible says it happened. See, before they kept saying, no, it couldn't have happened here because they crossed the Red Sea here, so they would have had to been over here. No, when they actually looked at the place that the, that the Bible identified, you know what they found? They found a place where it looked like millions and millions and millions of, of gallons of water uh, came out of the ground and, oh... And it supported the idea that when they needed water, they got water out of a rock. But up until then, they rejected it and took the position that they had proven that it wasn't true. But the fact is, they never followed evidence. They never looked in the right place. And, you know, we can go on. The walls of Jericho, same thing. Noah's Ark. Uh, uh, the, the historical account of Abraham and Sarah, and Sarah being so incredible, incredibly beautiful. So, so we, have, we, we have centuries of modern science saying they have disproven information in the Bible when they never actually study the information. In fact, they set out to prove that it wasn't true, so they didn't even go to the places where the Bible identifies that these events happen. So when you start looking at these ancient things, and, and there's so much that we can't understand, but there is so much that we can understand. And one of the things that the Bible states and that we have to believe if we're going to understand the ancient mysteries is we have to believe the biblical account of the watchers, which were a type of angels that, that cross over and they begin to interbreed with a, with women, with the daughters of men, and they began to create an offspring that, was, that, that had a body that was human, so to speak, but their spirit was, was really that of a fallen angel, and later uh, was what people called demons. And so the Nephilim... You know, we've talked about this, the Nephilim, they were there when, or not the Nephilim, but actually the fallen angels, they were there when God created everything, when God created the universe, when God created the earth, when God created man, you know, Everything that happened, they had some exposure to it, which meant they had an understanding of science, of physics, of geometry uh, that, that really nobody in the world had. And actually, only most of it, only in recent years have we even started to understand. And so the Nephilim, they became... Uh, they became the the basis for false information entering the earth and you know the Nephilim they were the they were the uh, progenitors of false societies false religions false science and more than anything else They gave birth to the greatest lies about God that are still preached from every pulpit almost in the world. The core of Luciferian doctrine is this. The creator God is evil, and we have proof that is evil. Because if he's God, he's in control of everything. Well, no, he's not. He gave you know that that right there is a denial of the fact that God gave authority. Uh, in planet Earth to man. But most people don't believe that. Most Christians don't believe that. Therefore, they are susceptible to a Luciferian uh, lie. And so, so it says, well, since there is war and disease and poverty and, you know, other types of destruction in planet Earth, since he is in control of everything, he's doing this. And he's doing this to oppress you and to keep you under his thumb. Well, that is an absolute lie. So all the ancient discoveries of where we find discoveries where they had advanced science, advanced medicine. And, and, you know, they were they knew things about, you know, about the constellations and all this kind of stuff. Every bit of that was information that was brought over by the fallen angels or really the rebellious angels, the watchers. And then it was passed on to the Nephilim. And so, you know, if. Actually, if you, if, if you want to understand everything that the Nephilim did, I'll tell you what you do. You watch the History Channel and start looking, watching all of these things about ancient alien theorists. Because the ancient alien theorist is the fact that, number one, God didn't create, God didn't create the heavens and the earth. That, number one, this was done by an ancient alien race and that... You know, at least they call it a theory, but they, they insist that their theory is correct, but they, they, but they still call it a theory. And so and so all of these things that we don't understand, how do they build the pyramids? I'll tell you how they build the pyramids. Pretty simple. The Nephilim oversaw the building of the pyramids. And... Uh, and, and you know, that's why there's pyramids all over the world, how these supernatural things happen by these beings that were only part human and part spiritual. But now here's something I, I want you to get to. And, uh, and remember, if God is not the creator of the world, this is, what, this is what the ungodly have to believe. Because if God is the creator of heaven and earth, and if he is the creator of man, then he... And he alone has the right and responsibility to define good and evil, to find what will give you life, to find what will destroy your life. And he has done that for us. But these these Nephilim, they were the ones that began to create this again this concept that they were gods from other galaxies, from other. From other planets, you know, from other places in the universe that actually visited here. And they were so superior to the human race. They had all of this scientific knowledge because they were superior beings. So you know this just whole this eliminates the whole concept of God creating man and of man, you know, being superior in planet Earth, of man having authority. And of course, you know what's interesting is they point so much back to like the constellation of, of Orion and Orion's belt. And, and the pyramids were aligned with, I think, with Orion's belt. and And so everything was built to kind of prove and convince the world that aliens from somewhere... And they were saying from this Orion's constellation that, that, that in fact, they were the ones that came, created planet Earth, created human race, and that they are the true gods and that, and that God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, is not the true God. Therefore, you don't have to listen to him. You don't have to believe anything about him. You don't have to believe good and evil as he states it. You, you, you realize that you, you wanna go find your true creators. You know, I'm convinced, that the whole space race, uh, even though there might have been some, some really good motives, I'm convinced that the main thing that drives the trillions of dollars that have been spent in, in, in putting um, telescopes and whatever into outer space has been to find who the pagans believe is our creator, or, or the race that created us. Well, one of the things I want you to realize is this. There is, it's already happening and there will become more and more of a resurgence of ancient alien theory. And by the way, all you got to do is, is watch, you know, watch a history channel. And every time they say, they, they, they say that, you know, ancient aliens did this or did that. You just put the word Nephilim in there and then go look it up in the Bible and say, oh, wait a minute. The Bible tells where this happened. The Bible tells how this happened and the Bible tells who did this. So, but there is already a resurgence of the ancient alien theory. Now, I have read some UN reports uh, and actually in this book right here, I'm not saying that this book is, you know, is, is, uh, is uh, where I'll be all, but, I'm, but I have read copies of documents in this book right here and in other places where the, the UN, UN, as we move more toward a one world government, plans to create the illusion of potential threats of alien attack so they can promote fear and cause people to rely on the government. They want to, cre- they, they want to create pandemics. They want to create the fear of alien attacks. They want, cre- they want to create problems that are so big, like is happening right now with, with, you know, with the pandemic, that people just believe they've got to trust the government. This is so big, we cannot ever solve this ourselves. Well, i got news for you. There's nothing bigger than God. There's nothing God can't get us through. And in fact, God will send the Lord Jesus back, and he will overthrow the Antichrist. And all of these things that they have lied to us about. You know, when I was a kid, we lived under the threat. Uh, of atomic war I, you know we lived under the threat of the next ice age starting. i mean every every few decades it was either gonna be a new ice age it was gonna be nuclear war it was gonna be something well, i got news for you none of that was true it was all designed to put fear in your heart listen get my series on ancient mysteries and that series plus everything that i'm i'm putting more into this public series than i am any other series that we have but I'm telling you what, this will educate you and you will never be shaken by these ancient mysteries. And as a matter of fact, it will open your eyes to what the Bible really says about what happened in ancient times. Be sure and share this with your friends. Be sure and join us every week. I'm going to finish this series very soon and then we're going to dive into something else. And we've got a new Ultimate Impact uh, program starting. So you should be getting some information about that real soon. God bless you. See you next week.